0: Welcome back to this semester's final weekly roundup. On this final week, we are bringing you a special edition of the podcast as we chat with all the editors about their favorite stories from the past 15 weeks and the impact The Alligator has had on them. So now I'm joined right now by Lucille, the editor for Metro. Thank you for joining in.
1: Thank you for
0: having me. And also, this was a very busy, busy fall uh, for The Alligator, especially for Metro. But what was your you would have to say would be your favorite uh, reporting or story that was out there?
1: Yeah, so I would have to say um, I loved all of the stories that I I edited, but uh, my favorite or probably the one that I just felt really good about once it was published um, was by Alexa Herrera. It was on Gainesville Recognizing Domestic Violence Awareness Month. So it was... One of those moments when I first opened her document to read the story, where I, I read the lead, uh, she started out with uh, a narrative lead. So she focused on um, a person that she had spoken to who had experienced domestic violence themselves. And it was one of those times where you read the opening of a story and immediately you're like, yes, that is the perfect opening. Um, She went into tell more of this person's story and I was really proud of her for even kind of being able to talk to this person and have them be so vulnerable with her um, once like you said it it's one of those hard stories to write about and for someone to just share their experience like that it's one of those really um, great reporting moments to have someone trust you like that and she kind of went into the story after talking about this person and going into uh, just how Gainesville was kind of recognizing the month there were multiple organizations that were sharing information and trying to clear up misconceptions about domestic violence and overall I just think the story was a really really great thing to have published during that month.
0: With that being said you're going to be leaving the alligator obviously very emotional night but I mean what would something that you can tell us about the alligator for you I mean what does the alligator mean to you?
1: Yeah, so I've just been typing on my goodbye column, so I'm feeling pretty emotional. But uh, to me, The Alligator really kind of solidified my love for storytelling, especially local storytelling. Um, I think before The Alligator, I was just kind of a university student. I was focused on UF and I hadn't really maybe found my people. And then joining The Alligator, it kind of just opened up this entire world to me. I learned so much about Gainesville and the community. I learned that it was just so much more than the the bit of campus that it takes up or that campus takes up in Gainesville. So um, really to me, the alligator represents just a group of people, a group of student journalists who are so passionate about getting stories and information out there to their readers who are made up of UF staff, students, and Gainesville locals alike, so.
0: I'm now joined by Veronica, the editor for The Avenue Desk, or in other words, Av. How's it going? It's
2: going well. How are you? I'm
0: all right. I'm all right. Going through all these amazing stories right now from all these different editors here at The Alligator. And again, phenomenal reporting over the time period of this fall semester. But what was your favorite to report on or to even edit?
2: To edit. One of my favorites from the desk this semester, I think, was a story that Lauren and Avery worked on together Mm -hmm. on the general election or the midterms where they went to the supervisor of elections office <laughs> just for fun, just to sort of get a feel for what kind of people watch election results come in in real time. And the reason that I love it so much is that I just thought it was a very fun way for <laughs> Av to take on elections in a way that was still arts and culture And it was just something that they had gone to the supervisor of elections office for real election work on primary <laughs> night and they came back and spent what I feel was the rest of the semester just constantly telling me stories about how crazy everybody was there mm-hmm. and how many characters there were and just how surreal it was that there were all of these people that seemed to have come from nowhere that were just sitting watching election results roll in <laughs> and they really wanted to go back and write a supervisor of elections office feature okay which is unheard of but I thought that it ended up being very fun and very av.
0: (laughs) No, because av is always everywhere. Always everywhere. Whenever they were needed for election. And of course, you know, the other things that we do, especially with Rovers of Weight. But from... Because I believe you're also returning to the Alligator as well, correct? Yes. Now, what made you want to return to the Alligator?
2: I think that I would have had extreme FOMO if I didn't. I don't know (laughs) if that's a bad answer. But I've pretty much alternated every semester since mm-hmm. I first started my freshman year where I'll do a semester on staff and then I'll take a semester off and I'll do a semester on staff. Right. And I think that just editing this semester, it was really fun to have a desk to work with. And also mm-hmm. the fact that it was the first time, at least for me, that we were really fully in person. Right. I feel like I made a lot of friends and I bonded a lot. And I finally sort of got what people mean when like they say that it's like such a great community. And I just wanted to continue... being able to forge relationships with people in that way and obviously help the paper grow and help us continue our coverage but the people
0: the people (laughs) and i mean for i can also say for myself you know reporting especially with other reporters right beside you i mean that makes you a much better journalist how would you say that you've improved as in journalism
2: i feel like everybody says this but when i started at the alligator i didn't know anything Mm. i like reported my first story like over the phone like from home in like really? South Florida cuz like <laughs> I hadn't it was like right around like New Year's that I was hired in like 2021 mm. I think. So I did it all there. I wrote it like in my bedroom and mm. then like I didn't know anything. And I mean obviously now the fact that I would feel comfortable and confident like leading a whole group of people's coverage right I think is insane.
0: I'm joined now with the Opinions Editor, Halima. Thank you for joining in today.
3: Hi, thank you for having me.
0: And, you know, I've been going around with all the editors around the entire building, you know, last night, print night for this fall semester. And you were working nonstop for the Opinions. Tell us about like your favorite work on that one.
3: All right, so while I've been able to write a bunch of columns on my own and like, you know, edit, bunch of other work from other people. I think one of my favorites from the semester has to be a column that was submitted to me by Alicia Lapine. They're a Mm -hmm. doctoral student Mm -hmm. um, at UF. They're one of the graduate assistants um, and they were basically talking about how their quality of life has been affected by the stipend that they're given as a graduate student and I like knew a lot about beforehand the tensions and the issues that a lot of graduate students had with the money that they're being given from UF, mm-hmm. but this really put things into perspective about just how difficult it can be to live off of an amount that might look like just enough on paper, but it really isn't in actuality. Um, it was just really cool to hear about their firsthand experiences, you know, with donating plasma, passing out, and the first thing they were concerned about being whether or not they'd be paid, not their actual health. Um, just hearing about like firsthand experiences, I was really interesting to be able to edit.
0: Yeah, and I mean, and plus those stories. I mean, they need to be out there for the public to read and see because you know people like that. I mean, they don't really always have like an outlet, and it's you know here at the alligator is a huge part, especially when you know going to opinions. I mean, that's always there. Uh, what made you want to come back to the alligator?
3: Honestly, like, what didn't make me want to come back to the Alligator? Before, obviously I'm a freshman, but before Mm -hmm. coming here, I didn't have much experience with, like, actually reaching out to people and, you know, being able to put my communicational skills to work. Mm. And so just being able to be exposed to so many different things. I've been able to, like, write briefs. I've been able to interview people, go to events, write my own columns, edit work. Just... All of the experience I've gotten from the Alligators is the main reason why I want to come back, just to continue developing my skills that I didn't even know existed before coming here.
0: I'm joined here with the, uh, the top three of Multimedia. Thank you guys for joining in. Thank you for having us. And I mean, you guys were working like basically overtime this entire semester of fall for the alligator talking about, you know, from things, audio stories, of course, as well from, front page and everything with graphics. But was there something that you guys specifically were really proud of this semester working on?
4: I think I can speak for the desk when I say, I think we all definitely did our best to expand what multimedia would normally do in a semester. We definitely tried to make multimedia have a name for itself.
5: Well, me and Amari both started in July. So we were both summer editors and we came on to the fall. And when I joined the podcast had been dead for six, seven, six seven, six months. I don't know how long. Um so that didn't exist and audio stories were rarely done. And they hired me on with the emphasis on that and video as well. But yeah, I'm just honestly as Amari said, I'm proud of like how much we've expanded the like the whole desk in general.
6: I think coming in was a little intimidating. You know, photos always played a really huge role in newspapers, period, and it was really kind of nerve-wracking at the start, but what we wanted to do was we wanted to make multimedia a bigger part of the alligator, and we wanted to make it more seen, and I think that we effectively did that really well, and we all kind of branched off to try things that maybe we hadn't done before, and I had a really good experience.
0: Yeah, I mean, not even that, I mean, as I mentioned before, you know, the the things we did here at the the alligator, from the Ben Sass thing, you know, the the role and review, I mean, a lot of it was a lot of work and great reporting from everybody, but none of that would have been possible without a little bit of visuals for the paper. Uh, What does it mean to work on projects like that?
6: Visuals plays a huge role, I think, in everything that's produced, not just at a newspaper, but in general. I mean, you know, seeing it is different than reading it. It's definitely something that accommodates the stories. Right. And, you know, with each story, it was important, I think, to all of us to make sure that The visual that's going with it regardless of if it was audio or a photo or a graphic it was important that that was you know the best that we could possibly make under the circumstances that we were under because it's important to make sure that those visuals are good essentially i don't know
5: (laughs) and i hate to be that person but like i mean the elephant in the room is that like print journalism is dying and i feel like multimedia is the new wave of journalism Mm -hmm. and i feel like in general in the industry multimedia editors and multimedia people in general are just not appreciated but and that is in fact the future. Like I don't know what the stat is, like sixty percent of people don't read past the first graph or something. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> but that's true. Like you need the you need the graphics, you need the audio, you need the podcast, you need the pictures, you need the video. This is the future and I feel like we'd be silly to pretend that print journalism is as alive as it was in the sixties or seventies.
0: And you know, because you talk about the appreciation about just audio and all these stories coming out in picture in full form. You mentioned the podcast and one of the big things i'm pretty sure not a lot of our listeners know you work day in day out to help me out with this podcast for those who do not know luigi ends up actually editing a lot of things even helps out with the script work and everything i mean without the podcast you know i feel like well actually let me rephrase that without luigi there would be no podcast and probably there would be so no sweet. me. TV. i mean i hate to say it like that but it's true it's really true luigi i mean from obviously you've done a lot of podcasts in the past from Mm -hmm. recent works and of course you're still doing a lot of things now but what was it like to work on this podcast to continue for the Alligator, who hasn't had a podcast since the early year of 2021
5: i don't know it was weird because the only podcast i had done before i like knew nothing about podcasts except i listened to it and i did um shit going on for roddy magazine and that was like we talked about the news and culture and like political events and things like that but it was all very silly. We were not reporting on the news. We were just, like, having a conversation. And it was just, like, the craziest things, and it was just funny and silly. So I think coming into The Alligator, it really kind of made me hone in on those skills I was, like, reporting in news. Mm-hmm. And even though I'm not a journalism major, mm-hmm. I do want to do documentary. So, like, you know, fact-finding, reporting, that is what I need to do more of. So the podcast really brought me back into this world, which I felt like I was detached from for, like, a whole year. So that was cool.
0: Nice. And, you know, a lot of you guys obviously in this room will not be returning for the spring. Uh, But, you know, again, you guys have been in the Alligator not just for the fall, but as well before that. Uh, What does the Alligator mean to you when you're leaving it now?
4: Me and Luigi have both kind of jumped around when it comes to positions here. And I think the Alligator is a great way to explore things and find what sticks if that makes sense Mm -hmm. I mean me personally I have been a reporter I have taken photos I've done graphics I have worked on production like I have pretty much done almost every position there is here just to see what sticks and what works for me and I appreciate this place for like giving everyone the room to learn and explore and find where you fit, if that makes sense.
0: Now I'm joined with Giselle. Thank you for joining me on the podcast.
7: Thanks
0: for having me, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, because a lot of things here in the Alligator, you know, you have reporters going out there for a lot of the Ben Sass stories during this time period, as well as with the Rowan Review. But you organized a majority of all this. Uh, how was it just, you know, being there for a lot of the reporters when they had questions and of course, as well, getting people out there on the field?
7: Um, I would say that. Thank you for thinking that I was a huge part of it. <laughs> I like to think of myself and my role as kind of almost like not even second in command, but I would say any gap that needed to be filled, mm-hmm. I would try to help as much as I could. So um, things that our big three or main three editors, whatever they needed me to do, I would do. <laughs> so I was kind of their assistant in that way. Um, The staff projects that I did was mostly election string coverage, which is the type of story where reporters go out to the polls, gather interviews, and I would just string that together. Those types of stories are really good for reporters who are interested in working with people they've never worked with before Mm -hmm. or who want to dip their feet in, um, political reporting, but haven't done it before. So it's, it's a little bit easier because you know, you can rely on the support of other people as well. Um, but I, I would say that it was really, really great being a part of um, organizing staff projects, because it allowed me to work with people not just on one desk, but all across all the desks
0: yeah and also for me personally because I'm part of the uh, sports decks myself I mean whenever you come over there feature ideas feature ideas and we always try to do something creative for sports but I mean out of all the feature ideas what is one that you would say caught your eye
7: well okay you mentioned sports Mm -hmm. sports always has great feature ideas because I feel like the stories that you guys do if they're not a gamer they're usually a feature So you guys always are on the lookout for people who have an interesting background, Mm. Um, which I liked. I think that um, trying to know the players as people provides an alternative perspective. Mm. And I think that um, our audience does enjoy that. A specific feature story, though, (laughs) it's really hard. Mm -hmm. They're like all my children. (laughs) I can't choose in between them. My favorite part of my job was talking to the reporters and seeing how proud they were of the future that they worked all week on.
0: What made you want to return?
7: The people. I I love the people that I've met on The Alligator in the past, in -hmm. the present. I think that UF has a great school for journalism Mm -hmm. and... If you were to go through this process of learning the ropes of journalism, applying for internships, and doing that all by yourself, it would be so isolating. Mm -hmm. But I feel like in terms of knowing people who have this thing in common with me, who are interested in the same career path as I am, the people at the Alligator are so supportive. And I think that even if we don't exactly want to do the same things, if we want to do radio if we want to do graphic design Mm -hmm. if we want to do sports political reporting I think regardless I think we're super supportive of each other and we want each other to get the best experience out of the alligator
0: with the two sports editors uh... Joe, as well as Jackson. Thank you guys for joining on to the podcast.
8: Yeah, of course, man. Thanks for having us. Thank you.
0: And, uh, you know, guys, we're very busy on coverage, you know, from the Gators football season as well, of course, now basketball going around. But what specifically was probably the story that stood out for you guys?
8: I don't know. For me personally, uh, it probably has to be the Utah game. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though it was at the very start of the season, uh, it was honestly it might have been the Gators' peak in terms of football and also that specific game i was uh tasked with writing the follow so i wasn't caught up with writing a gamer or being super in-depth with my live tweets during the actual game so i was really able to take in the actual experience of covering my first gators football game and in a sold-out crowd like that against a top 10 opponent you know it was just, it was a really great experience. It was a really great environment. And the way the game went, like it was definitely an exciting game to cover. So I think that's
0: uh, a memory I'll cherish for a really long time. What about you, Joe? Cause I know you had, you know, a couple of years here, but now as a sports editor, I mean, what about you? I mean, yeah, I
8: mean, this is the end of my fifth semester. So a lot of different coverage and a lot of different stories I've had the privilege to write during my time here. In terms of events this year, um, this semester specifically, um, like Jackson said, the Utah game, um, really hard to beat that from the stuff that I got to go to. I mean, a couple basketball games. I mean, if I look at some of the trips I was able to take, I mean, the game itself wasn't super great. The Florida versus Vanderbilt game, (laughs) I mean, an upset for, I mean, good for Vanderbilt, I guess. But the trip, um, Michael Hull, who was an enterprise reporter for us this semester, um, Mm -hmm. the two of us, we've been friends for a couple of years now, and we got to kind of road trip up there. And getting to go cover the game and kind of just visiting Nashville is really cool. And then, I mean, one of the things I want to highlight and one of the things I'm most proud of this semester was um, the work that that our desk did on the rivalry issue. Um, Just a cool opportunity to do a series of like five stories kind of highlighting the Florida Georgia rivalry um, Mm -hmm. that we do like the week before um, the football game. And getting to work with um, the writers on the desk and just kind of generate ideas of stuff that makes sense to cover for the connection between the two schools was really interesting. And then, I mean, personally a story I got to work on was something that I had thought about for the rivalry issue kind of a couple weeks before it came around and I was going to do it one way at the beginning where I was going to do a lot of aggregate reporting. I was going to look back at, how journalists in 1995 covered the game where Florida and Georgia played in Athens. It's the one time that's ever happened and Florida famously scored 50 points, um, 52 points between the hedges. It's the most points ever scored in Athens to this day. And I mean, one thing led to another one of my professors this semester is um, James Bates, who was a linebacker on that team in 1995. And, I was able to speak to him and then he connected me to Eric Cresser and Chris Doring, who were two really prominent players in that game specifically. And it became a lot more of an in-depth, like actually like fully fledged out reported story. And I mean, getting to talk to and have Chris Doring's phone number just in my contacts now <laughs> was kind of <laughs> surreal growing up a Gators fan. And it was a really sweet um, story to just report and write. And one that I'm really proud of and, in a semester where I get to do a little bit of coverage here and there, but most of my time is kind of behind the scenes in an editing role. Um, Getting to do reporting and get a story like that and featured in the rivalry issue something that just as a whole, I'm really proud of Um, all the writers and the graphic designers that were involved in that project. Um, Yeah. I really, I really cherish that.
0: I'm joined now by Aurora, the editor of the University Desk. Thank you for joining on to the podcast today.
9: Sure. Hi, Brandon.
0: And because the Uni Desk had a lot of interesting stories overall in this semester, but what would you say was your favorite one?
9: That's a tough question. Um, I think we had a lot of really fun stories. Um, We covered a little bit of everything as well, but there's one that... I look back and I'm particularly happy of how it turned out because it was it was a fun read and I know the reporter who worked on it also had a lot of fun Mm -hmm. so I'll say it's the one on tailgaters so Mm -hmm. the very first game Gators against Utah she just went out and talked to people on the street, people tailgating around campus and put together this amazing story about people's um spirit, school spirit, and how much fun they were having, why they were there, um how excited they felt because it was the first time having a game under um not under, but like without having covid restrictions of any kind so people were really excited everyone was really happy and i know it was a story that we've tried to do in the past but it mm-hmm. never like worked out for one reason or another
5: okay.
9: but this semester we we managed and it was fun like i know alisa gary who was the one who worked on it had a lot of fun and so did i working um on edits and just helping her out, reaching out to people, and making sure that things were factual. So yeah,
0: oh, that's awesome. And plus, not that the game days are always hectic. I can't imagine reporting that in the tailgates though.
9: I know it was <laughs> it was a lot of fun, and of course, uh, that was also one of the first stories she ever covered
0: mm-hmm.
9: on the on on staff. Mm-hmm. So um, I know she was nervous, but she she did a great job.
0: Thank you for joining us for this episode. I'm Brand Hernandez, and this was the Weekly Roundup on the Alligator Podcast.